Good people of Los Angeles, tonight on the FCFC pod, we've got my boy, my brother, Casey Dugan of LA Gooners fame. Man, we get to talk to him right before the the first football love of mine comes to town. Uh, Arsenal's coming to play Bayern Munich. You're like, Down damn, thanks, Vince. On the 17th. There's a whole bunch of cool shit going on that week. Casey's going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We'll throw some links in the description about it. But yeah, we hear classic stuff from Casey. You know, how the Gooners got started. Some of his, his uh, initiatives he's got going on. Different things happening in the world of Arsenal in LA. Y'all know what it is. You're not a Gooner. That's all good. You can listen to this and laugh at our pain. <laughs> Slim? Ladies and gentlemen, as per usual, we are in the backyard of Dweezy's place in Expo Park. It is the week of 4th of July, so there are some extra, you know, everyone got their practice rounds going for their fireworks, uh, planes flying, helicopters flying, um, and me coughing because I'm hitting a joint. And as per usual, I do have a potty mouth. I'm going to use it. So if you have kids around or you're at work or in any situation where you feel like people shouldn't be cussing, don't listen. Son of a bitch. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. We are your hosts for the evening. As per usual, we got Dewey sitting across from me. Yo. We got Josh, aka Asian Jesus, to my left. No, no yo. Just <laughs> casually drinking his drink. Uh, All right. Blessings on you, my son. <laughs> and today we have a special guest that's a little different from uh, what we've normally been doing in our episodes. Uh, someone that that's outside of our what we would call our black and gold family but is part of the football community and the football culture family that that we've built here very nice um and today we have special guests founder of the la gooners mr casey dugan hey thank you guys thanks for having me casey man awesome um casey's been someone that dweez has been trying to get on the pod since we we started it basically I mean, you could break it down. It's pretty much your your first experience in football community. Yeah, yeah before before we tee Casey up and, and get to know him a little bit better, uh, he was one of the first, uh, a key figure in my football community in Los Angeles pre-LAFC. Oh, formative. All right. Yeah. So back in... That's a pivotal. Pivot. Yeah. Yes. So, and I, he and I, before we started, we flipped the switch and started recording. We're trying to figure out exactly when we first met. Um, my first memory of going to a to an LA Gooners event was at Capitol Grill yeah. opening day ca- at Capitol, Capitol Grill. Grill so I'm not sure I want to say 2000 maybe that's 2010 Capital City Capital <laughs> Arts Capitol Grill is a bougie steakhouse but okay. yeah, I was like, Capital, oh, Capital, Capital City it was, was like it was it was a bar on Cahanga it's on Cahanga right. yep. no longer there so it's no longer there 
I don't even know the right name of it. I think I went only a couple times, and you guys moved pretty quickly. I think from the that group moment. only went a couple times. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that was like maybe it's, I'm guessing here. Shot in the dark, 2010. Basically, before that, I would go to um, on on Lincoln Boulevard in Santa Monica. There's a bar called uh, Shoot the Cock and Bull. Cock and Bull. Lincoln and I spent and a lot of a lot of mornings there when I was a college student. I you know just go with my Arsenal jersey and sometimes there's other Arsenal fans and sometimes there isn't and you go home after things are over like that was pretty much it yeah. um, but once I kind of caught wind of this of this group that I'd formed I don't remember whether it was on Facebook or Twitter or where I found <laughs> out I was like oh wait there's other Arsenal fans in LA and this was like a new thing I didn't you know I didn't realize that people gathered together and watched games again I'm like tw- you know 21 or 22 year old at that time just put putting around LA <laughs> and um yeah, one of those first few times I crossed Casey's path because he was he was the founder of that of that organization. But before we dive too far into the LA Gooners world and come right out with it, we got to start with what we've been starting out with, guys. The question of the of the podcast at the moment, Casey, what's your first football memory? Your Yoga first memory? Bonita. Wait, what y'all know about Yoga Bonita? I have no idea. Yoga uh, Bonita. So as an American, so a fine yeah. ass girl doing yoga, basically. <laughs> basically. No, so so um, so truth be told, like a lot of your guests, I've been lucky enough to listen to a lot of episodes. I certainly didn't grow up with football. Um, I like sports as a kid. Yeah. I like Nike. I like Bo Jackson, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, all those yeah. very Bo traditional, yeah, you know, yeah. these sports figures of my age. Mm-hmm. And some, at some point, Nike launched this crazy ad campaign that was all over. American television yep. with Brazilian footballers. Yep. So and Eric Cantona. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So introduction to super hairy, unibrowed Eric Cantona. <laughs> Didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they just have uh, these really unique commercials, whether they're in the dressing room before a World Cup yeah, match, oh, whether man. they're in the airport. They put all this money, all this, um, I guess, I think, uh, it introduced... It's such. It was so non-American in how they approached loving the global game and trying to present to an American audience. I didn't know exactly how formidable Brazil was, and then I saw them. and I was like, oh, there's something. There's an aura behind that, right? Totally. Yeah, and that's incredible. But that's like we were grew up as American sports fans. We are all conditioned and formed by Nike commercials throughout. 100%, yeah. And the way you mentioned Bo and Griffey, like that's you know that's what we're pulling from all the time. That's how we make this sports iconography, but. The Jogo Bonito ones were um, incredible in that way. Yeah, the first time introducing a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm a proper consumer. Like, they yeah. really got me. <laughs> I, I had no shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I um, mean, even now, you're wearing a, a Saturday's football crew neck with, uh, I'm guessing, a bird camp on the back? Or is it Henri? It might be Henri. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. A little maroon burgundy action over here. It's a beautiful kid. You are a proper consumer. So, you, you didn't play as a kid? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. No. And it was like, uh, do you remember what your impressions were of the sport as a kid? Um, it was or was so, it so like out there? It was so the- foreign. It was it, uh, being a young kid and just trying to <coughs> comprehend that there was something more popular than the sports you appreciated and mm-hmm. grew up with. I refused to admit it. Yeah. I was in denial. Yeah. That's American as fuck That's right there. American. <laughs> <laughs> That's sure. super American. Yeah. That's credit card debt. That's how pie, I was too. I was pretending like, soccer doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> America. Hell yeah. America good. But what sports were you playing as a kid? 
skateboarding. Skateboarding. Oh, oh interesting. Like I, I grew up, uh, I grew up in San Francisco, uh-huh. so I had nothing but like street culture and skateboarding around me. Mm-hmm. So to see again, Nike put this amazing ad campaign, it blew my mind. It was so cool. It really. Dude, put how do you to... skateboard in the Bay? Like. I can't even walk up and down those hills when I'm drunk. Like it's fucking terrible to skateboard. It's out horrible. There, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't right. skate in the city, or where, where was the? There's yeah, parks. No, there's I mean areas. no. There's no parks again. No, I think I have a couple years on you guys. Uh, it, it's skating in the city, bombing hills, yeah, skateboarding see? downtown, falling over homeless people. <laughs> like, hey, it's skateboarding. I had my skating period. No. I skated. I skated super hard, man. Yeah, oh, for real. I once kick flipped a three stair. <laughs> Let the people know <laughs> that I Bro. was them to ski. I, I still I still skate with Sachi's uh, like dope longboard as a mode of transportation from time to time. So I grew up skating, but anytime I'd ever been to fucking San Francisco and I had seen skateboarders or I'd even thought about the act of skateboarding, I would be the fucking the dude who'd just be like too frightened, get down dude. on my back and like luge down with yeah. my feet on the other sides of the board so that I don't have to potentially. I can't even stand on a myself. skateboard on flat ground. <laughs> like I would die somehow. A lot of us did. A lot of, a lot of us. <laughs> so you skated hard. Were you, were you skating? Like I mean, that was life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've got a lot of lot of injuries and aches and, and you know, bow legged. Do you yeah. still skate? Do you it. still skate? I, I mean, you can call it that. Yeah. Right. Do I have a board? Do I do I push around? Do I fall a lot? Uh, yeah, I do. I still do. <laughs> but you like hit spots and you like hit some curbs here and there. Oh, you that's do a little... nailed it. A proper like a nice little red curb. Oh, yeah. that's it. Little nose slabs, little tail slabs. Little slappy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's cool you mentioned skating because I, I feel like a, a couple of guests before you have always I've talked about kind of skate culture and underground culture and now it's really picking up mainstream acclaim, right? And yeah. How maybe it's not identical in the trajectory, but there is something similar about the underground nature of supporting football here in the States and how it's starting to trickle, you know, get a little more popular, but it's still yeah. got that that grassroots feature. Yeah, our boy, our boy Pat, who was our second guest, actually. Shout-out to Pat. He, uh, he equated soccer right now in America to what skateboarding, the popularity of what skateboarding was, like the coolness, the allure in, like, the early 90s. There, I've had this conversation multiple times with people much smarter than I. Mm-hmm. The, the parallel between skateboarding and street culture and current football culture, how it is kind of going streetwear, mm-hmm. how it's so global, how it's infiltrating US, uh, US even um, and like suburban neighborhoods where yeah. skateboarding is so prevalent. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's 100% prevalent. The really popular clothing lines you see are very skate and street heavy. Uh, there's sponsorships, there's shoe sponsors. Uh, I mean, th- th- we could talk. I could talk yeah. for hours about this. I'm you really got to be excited. part of both of it. I love. Oh, I'm very, very. Yeah, I'm proud. I'm thrilled. That's dope. Yeah. Man. But so, I mean, okay. So I went. I saw Anderson Pack play the Forum hey, uh, a couple nights ago with Sachi, and we had gone. That's a step up from playing on tour with Dumbfounded. <laughs> right? So, like, we all know him from, like, the old days. Yeah, he's been in L.A. forever, Breezy Lovejoy. Man. Shout out Dumb, man. Yeah, so he's been he's been in L.A. forever. He's been playing, like, all scenes. And so it's, like, as always with music, when something you love, like, becomes popular, becomes the mainstream, it becomes something different inherently. And there's sort of this battle, at least with me, that goes on inside. Like, the beginning of that concert, it was, it was a rock star concert. It was a pop concert. It was a flames everywhere, sold yeah. out. Uh, forum and I'm just like and, and as, ironically enough like the night before I was at a small jazz show Robert Glasper's drummer and Anderson Pack came on the stage during that show that's and great. he was like saying like oh and you know this is my guy and they did like a little freestyle thing and that and I was like that's the context I was used to seeing him in and then the following night 
my point is I like grappled with what happens when the things you like become so popular become mainstream so did you oh, like when, when skateboarding became this thing that it is now yeah did you like were you like yeah. oh shoot ever or you were automatically cool with it from the beginning no I'm still not cool with it <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, uh, I'm real salty I'll never give that up like I'm proud to see you know see something I love build and get acclaim and actually people be able to make money and make a living mm. but no I hate it <laughs> <laughs> does, it come, does it come do you think with like inherently like it must get watered down. Like 100%. the water, the water comes Like if through. everyone's doing it, it's just not that cool. And that comes skateboarding, supporting a football team. Like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big, big proponent. And yeah, things getting too big for their own britches. For yeah. Sure. No, I mean, I, I've grappled with that like my whole music right. life. But I, I always related to music because that's where I first felt those feelings and experienced that. Yeah, just the sense of like you know seeing smaller artists and they just and they, and they do change and they do make different music and that music does suck so you can't it not sucks. so you, you can't, can't not hate that happy. process and I'm like now like in a, or I feel like an adult maybe I'm not really an adult sometimes I feel like an adult because I got to pay like the water bill yeah you know I mean? I'm like when I pay the water bill I'm like man I can't really not be an adult anymore um, but like the the same feelings that I had like when I was a teenager are still there though and I feel like sometimes I'm petty about it like I tried to be like. At the Anderson Pack show, I tried to be like, man, but this was st- is still that dude, and he still played some of those songs mm-hmm. that he had like released yeah, a really yeah, long yeah. time ago, even just like four or five years ago. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Am I am I'm having an existential crisis? I the fact that you that told me it still pisses you off still. that like skateboarding is what it is, it gives me hope. That yeah, and it's it, been I'm, what it is for a while oh, now. Like you're holding yeah, on yeah. to that shit. I'm really holding on to it. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. I held on to everything. Oh, yeah. But you, that should have to have that. That's my, no, that's my type of person where Dude. it's just like extra petty. Like, no, I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> I tell the same story like seven times a week how I saw the arcade fire at Satellite with 50 people. And now uh, I just can't I can't do it that's anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I hold on to everything. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think it is? is do you think it's people? Is it some form of bandwagoning that you guys are truly like kind of frustrated with, or is it just I think that it the starts- source itself has become watered down or diluted, as you say? For me, it's definitely the latter, or at least the first experiences were that. It was like, wait, this isn't the same thing that it was. Like, what you're making is now worse and different. Then there's more people, and they like the different, stupider version. And I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of scary. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you yeah. guys are, you guys. Not only do you like like this thing, and I'm somehow associated with you and uh, your bad taste, oh but God. your bad taste is now like this corner of the room is the old man yells at cloud. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? No, but what is it? What is it? Is it accurate? I mean, while I absolutely agree with the latter, that that's 100 percent true. Things become diluted. You can't appease everybody. You've got certain motives that weren't your original creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I hold on to everything. I 100 <laughs> percent like to be unique and like to be onto things before other people and it's so hard for me to accept that the shit I like is like by others <laughs> I, I want to be some type of like martyr or unique but it's not true like, <laughs> yeah. I like it because it's oh my cool. god self-awareness is yeah, so the right next level right like, I'm the worst <laughs> Wait, yeah. I, you touched on it before with um, even just exploring the the universe that Joga Bonito revealed to you was I think that's where the differences lie within football is like there is, you know, this century old sport played across the entire world rather than I mean, skateboarding was it's yeah. a, it's a invention here, right? And yeah. it's very much a California thing. So Absolutely. There's there's still something to discover continually for us, like it's in American sport culture or American football culture, it's still uh 
I feel like we're scratching the surface, man. So maybe not, not so much bitterness yet. But I mean, I. But I don't know how we can have a bitterness for a thing that we like inherited, like you said, a hundred years. Great it's like point. I can't. We weren't there for the beginning, and we yeah. never will be there. I mean, we're there for the beginning of LAFC, which has been an interesting process that I've shared with Casey, like, now and again. We're recruiting you, Casey. <laughs> no, I tried to get Casey to come. I'm like, Casey, come check it out. He's like, nah, man, too many people like this already. <laughs> <laughs> if they were doing worse, if they were doing worse, and they were, like, more of, like, a weird team, like, in the Valley that was playing, like, another thing, and I was like, Casey's the best time you, of your life, he probably would come. He'd probably be like, yeah, let's check it out. Do you remember, like, originally, before the, the, the team even kicked their first ball, you are like, Casey, I'm getting involved in this LAFC thing. You should get on board. And I was like, nah, dude. Yeah, you no, see from the beginning, he was, just like, he, was just, he was just like, I just, not for me, man. He's I said, like, maybe I like, eventually we'll yeah. table this conversation, but no, not right now. I mean, all three of us were MLS haters Yeah, prior to LAFC, correct? Or you no, were? I mean, enormously so. Yeah. You? Yeah. yeah like still we, am. Yeah, yeah. like, even, still even, still to, even me to this day, when I catch myself watching a non-LAFC MLS match, yeah. just... I'm like, what the fuck am I what doing am I right now? <laughs> I still say that to myself my to this day sometimes. Yeah, you should, you should continue. <laughs> <laughs> should that. But, I, yo, like when you fall in love, with, it's just like when no one else was liking skating or yeah. so you thought. Yeah, and you I fell in love with it, and you were like, "This is great." And then like twenty two thousand other people show you, like, hey. "All right, well, I, all right, cool." <laughs> I, guess I'll, I guess I'll discover football yeah. now. Right? No, I, I think I'm the first. I think what. What I'm realizing through the course of this, this like the things we hang on to and popularity in general, for you to still like something even after it gets really popular, <coughs> maybe that you still you know like you still like skating for instance, like drink. your love for it has to also come from a place that like supersedes the these other negative feelings that are sometimes associated when you know something becomes big, and I do think I arrived at a place with. Just to bring it back to the Anderson Pack show, I arrived at a place at the end of the concert. <laughs> Check this shit out. Show. I was like sitting there, kind of like, hmm, for like a long. Hey, like, Anderson, sponsor the pod. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but, but by, the end, by the end, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? No. Like, I, I'm still enjoying this. Like, I'm gonna enjoy it, and I'm gonna. I'm good for him because he deserves it. It's yeah. super talented. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah! Like, he's yeah. doing great. I didn't. Fully convinced myself of that. Were you doing flip when you were saying this? Or yeah, <laughs> I wish I was. Um, but yeah, so I, I so could. I think in the in in the case of like you know in my experience with other things like whatever the thing was had to be good enough or had to be a matter enough or I had to have enough associated memories with it that I'm like you know what this might get popular it might get whatever but I'm still like I'm still on board Maybe. like I have a feeling it would take a lot for me to like flip the script on for example Arsenal or LAFC. If Arsenal were in the position of, like, Man City and the amount of people in the street who suddenly had Arsenal jerseys and who suddenly, like, were just coming on board, like, yeah, this team's so good, right? Like, look at them. They're setting all these records in the Premier League. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Isn't this amazing? Like, I and I, if I hated those people or if there were people in my, like, school... For example, one of the main reasons I never even could consider Man United when I was very early on in high school, more than anything, half the kids that I hated in high school were all Man United fans. And I was like, these kids, their opinions are trash about music, their opinions are trash about all these other things, and they like this team? That team must be garbage, you know? And, like, so part of it comes with that. And, like, you know, like I was saying, you know, if 
these people came on board for Arsenal now. I would have a hard time ditching it just because I have so many memories of that team and that I wouldn't be able to, no matter how popular and awful it got and how many people I disliked that suddenly liked it, I don't think I could change. And Casey seems like he's thinking about that situation right now and it's just annoying <laughs> the shit out of him. <laughs> it is. No, you're, you're spot on. That was really perceptive. We are kind of in a place where my, my, my football club, Arsenal FC, is getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't like I, 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 Great. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I understand why. There's so many great aspects of the team I support. Yeah. But again, a lot of supporters are just hokey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they want to talk statistics and like, what, what is this? What is that? I just don't have time for that. So Do you know what I mean? You don't want to talk goal XG all the time. I don't want to talk goal XG. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about yeah the vast so majority I, of the internet. So I just want to know how. All right, how did you come to Arsenal? Can I can I ask? Oh, a before that. that? I feel like from getting to know Dweez and even the short conversation so far with you, like an Arsenal fan is an Arsenal fan. Like there is something, there are characteristics and traits that belong to you and you alone. Like how would you... We've got good taste. <laughs> We've got the best <laughs> yeah, taste. Yeah. How would you typify um, an Arsenal supporter, man? Like I think it's it's really it's really unique to you guys yourself. Like there is an aspect of uh, romanticism that comes with it. Totally. Yeah, but um, yeah, I want to hear from, from, from the horse's mouth about what, why... I mean, I don't know. I got to let Casey Arsenal? take this one. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, it is. It's really easy. I've, I've, I've talked about this in length as well. Um, especially being uh, an American supporter and someone that discovered the game within the last fifteen years, etc. Uh, I've never seen Arsenal win. I, I wasn't around for the Invincibles just shortly after. So there's certain things where you can have romantic things about the, the past, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But the majority of people that came to this club recently came to a really fun attacking style of football mm. with a really internationally diverse team mm. which played very differently which spearheaded a lot of ideologies in the Premier League that most teams have adapted now mm. truth be told whether you agree or not, agree or not we had really cool fucking players we had people like Thierry Henry mm. and Bergkamp and even going uh, you know into the near future your Cesc Fabregas is these players that were they're cool, they're good looking, they're yeah, savvy, yeah. they're easy to support. Right. And then again, piggybacking on what we were just talking about, I'm a bit of a martyr. We never win anything, <laughs> but we play good football. Neutrals will watch it and go, oh, tough loss, you should have won. And I go, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you should have won that. Oh my God. And it, it was just, twisted. yeah, it was it's really, kind of twisted, yeah. it, it's kind of a, a, a sophisticated club to watch and support mm. and uh, I don't like popular shit <laughs> or winning evidently yeah. so let's okay so I would agree with almost everything you said and then for me I would add on only because I did come around in like 2003 2004 like I remember vividly like those hybrid games where like Henri was just like lighting teams up the hat trick against Liverpool that eventually led them to the invincible season um which I was fortunate enough to write about recently, like, that moment sticks out in my mind when I was in the basement of my house when I was in high school. And I was like, you know, like, like at that time, I knew no one who knew much about anything. I had no direction. I completely chose Arsenal in a vacuum. Like, I didn't have, maybe like Casey, like, didn't have, like, a relative from England. I didn't even have, I'm like the opposite of an Anglophile. I couldn't be further from, like, an Anglophile. My experiences with British soccer at that point included, like, you know, that same summer I went to the Euros and saw uh, Portugal beat England in penalties in the Euros in 2004. Yeah. And, like, the behavior of the English fans after that game, like, turned me off to English 
the English national team like forever, and I was just like super anti that. I loved how how little English Arsenal was at that Interesting. time. I loved yeah, how foreign yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. I loved how diverse it was. I loved how the players we had from different parts of the world, not just from Europe. And I fucking loved Wenger, yeah. man. I fucking loved Wenger. I fucked with him super hard. As, like, a nerdy kid who was interested in different things, who, like, loves the romanticism and, per- like, idea of, like, seeking perfection, even if you fail often. Right. Was, like, was, like it resonated with me so much. Um, what they say, I mean, they, from even, like, uh, just uh, United Circles, like, Wayne Wenger was always the philosopher, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the pedophile. Oh, yeah, that one, too. That's especially around United yeah. Circles. Like, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, philosophy and pedophilia go kind of That's true. <laughs> or hand in dick. Some, I don't know. Some what? would say that is a philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, that was a good no, flip. That was a good flip. Holy shit. Was, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I know the history and shit. Yeah. You know, shit. Yeah. Pedophilia history. Hey. Oh, what the fuck? Why are you so well-versed? <laughs> I, just, uh, I like turtles. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, no, I, I mean, the perception of him, it's so funny because I think people's, like, negative impressions about Arsenal also, like, reinforce the things I like about Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Those are, like, the same I've reasons that I so like the team. <laughs> like, you, know, you never, like, win anything and you're like, okay, you're missing the point. Like... <laughs> You're right. It sucks to lose, yeah, but like I'm way more into like the process and the project and the trying to like play football for the right reasons, which like is actually one of the reasons why like I fuck with Bob Bradley super hard. Like the mm. conversations you have with Bob, like he he totally goes for the Barcelona thing, like the Barcelona ideas of like how to play. And a lot of times like Arsenal would be called Barcelona Barcelona light like during certain periods sure. because of the way that they the style that they tried to play with in attacking football, beautiful football, the idea where you're gonna send guys forward even if that means you get scored <coughs> and it means you lost. That was one of the reasons as well though, when LAFC first started that I was terrified that this was just gonna be just like Arsenal, that the team like aspired to play beautiful football and leaked goals like crazy. Yeah, fortunately in season one. Fortunately in season two they sort of like sewed up off the back and like the See, years if were you Arsenal. Were there. Last season, Maybe. you probably yeah. would have fell in love. And the, 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 the years awesome. where Arsenal were really good, they had to have that strong back line, which, like, we won't get into a discussion about, like, Arsenal defense too much on this no, podcast. <laughs> but, like, I think I could say, like, with definitive, like, I, I would never, just, like, after the San Jose Earthquakes game, Bob Bradley was like, look, <coughs> there's different ways to approach this game. There's different ways to play. And, like, because yeah, yeah. people were like, wasn't it great to coach with Mateus Alameda and his, like, style and everything? And Bob was just like, I would never want my players to play that way. Oh, really? Even if it meant winning more, because he just thinks it's like a cynical way to play. I mean, I feel like that's Bob also taking heavy shots on someone he doesn't. Love yeah, yeah, much. but but you know, <coughs> but you get the idea, right? Like Jose Mourinho, always the antithesis, always the foil to like the way that Arsenal yeah. generally wanted to play. Fucking hate that fucker. And uh, you know, yeah. he won a lot. He won a he lot. He won a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I just and I wish Sue was here. Shout out to Sue. Uh, like. The winning part was probably fun, but, like, what else is there besides that from that team? There were good players, of course, and there were good moments, but, like... It's 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 Wenger, Mourinho, and Fergie, right, who have this presence in Premier League soccer in the modern game, and I think there's <laughs> there's as many teams who adopted the Mourinho way of, of playing as they're, they're the Wenger way. It's, yeah, it, that's, it, there's two sides, I mean, yeah. different point, but at the same time, it's like... People had to make a choice on how how they wish to be perceived. And the one thing is, I, I respect like different ideas. Like I don't think like I'm necessarily right. This is just what I like. Interesting. Cool. You know. Okay. Um. So you I gotta get think, to this Arsenal story. No, yeah. yeah, I do. I do think it's uh, it's high time we we hear though the the origin story of um, Casey's Arsenal arrival. 
Well, what's a short story? Let's hear it. That's good. Um, I've got a buddy that's back in the day really synonymous um, with kind of being a pivotal member of the, the original LA Gooners. This mm. guy named Bergs. You know Bergs? Bergs, crazy guy at, at the time. Fun, party guy, just like me. Going out, discovering LA in the you know early 2000s, going to clubs all night. He yeah. decides to take a little break and travel out and live in the live in the UK for a little while. Oh. Typical story. Comes back maybe a year later, has this crazy English accent, <laughs> <laughs> saying words I've never heard. Does he produce music all of a sudden? Not too. Uh, is super sick EDM producer, <laughs> killing it. Um, hey, 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 mate, let's go, to the, let's go watch the footy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Where's his accent? Whoa. And then he'd, he'd go, yeah, okay, I've got an accent now. Let me turn this off. Let's go watch football yeah. at the pub. And I would say, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sleep. Um, but sure enough, after a long night, we ended up at uh, the old Fox and Hounds in Studio City. He, nice. he tried to drag me out 23 different times. Mm to watch watch the Arsenal, his new favorite soccer team. Um, and so I get there, I'm hungover, I don't want to be there. And it, it's this really, <coughs> it was an Arsenal-Liverpool match. Gotcha. We won, 2-1. People are, are screaming, people are throwing shit. More Liverpool supporters than anything. We all know they, you know, they're, they got great support here in LA as well. Yeah. And um, basically, I'm drinking, I'm drunk now, I'm yelling at them for no reason like I know anything about yeah. football and uh, after that I just didn't I didn't say anything about anything more of the match I just kind of went home I said what the fuck did I just experience yep. I didn't talk to friends I didn't talk to my buddy Bergs I didn't ask questions but next Saturday I was the first person at the wow. pub yeah. banging on the door waiting for waiting for it to open and then um, you know no shame or support was really really uh, small at that time maybe yeah. two three people at the pub mm-hmm. nothing official mm-hmm. and uh, I've always had a bit of a um, you know I like to spearhead things mm-hmm. I like to start things incorporate people start things I've, I've always been like that mm-hmm. so um, this is the early days of Facebook I'm hunting out putting in keywords looking for fans direct messaging them hey come to this bar we're gonna try to do something it took a good six months or so and then we started the LA Gooners nice and it just slowly from three people to ten people to twenty you know yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's definitely snowballed into what it is now and it's uh, it's it's due to my newly newly accented friend Barry. <laughs> that's um, what the it was first, fun man the first time I went to Fox and Hounds and I had not been in that kind of atmosphere either and um, I was pretty um Annoyed and overwhelmed by how they can, we're playing Chelsea, and how they, the the opposing fans could could taunt you with songs, and you can't really do anything other than sing. And some for someone who doesn't know any of the songs, yeah. you're just it's sitting there like an idiot, and like the one dumbass who like tries to be like, yo, what the fuck you think you're doing? Like you think you're hot shit? Like everyone just laughed at him, and so I'm just sitting here drinking my beer and like being like. You're not it. You know, you're not. But it's like it's, <laughs> you took that. You 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 took that. I'm sure they were singing that time to the Liverpool supporters and you know mm-hmm. and some of the Arsenal ones. But you took that and you said instead of like like let me learn everything first or how how did that how did that happen? Like how did you go about learning the culture? I think we've all discovered things in our life that you immediately connected with, and mm-hmm. you just took it upon yourself to immerse yourself yeah. in 
first the idea of, of maybe could I be into football mm. and then you start to learn uh, the history of a club whatever club it is that you support yeah. and you start to go down this this rabbit hole of, of so many different players and coaches and geographical aspects and why are songs this what does this word mean mm. and you just <laughs> what's a cunt yeah <laughs> okay and then um, yeah most definitely I just learned about this lifestyle in, in the vast majority of the world that me being like the super <coughs> snobby think I know it all guy that I am knew nothing about and it's just man to this day I learn something every day it's incredible that's awesome I think so did you pick up an English accent over time? Yeah. Like yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. I go to the UK. You know, you know what really happens? We're uh, enjoying this delicious Hennessy right now. When I do have two or three more of these, uh, the accent comes out. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I've been called out on it so many times. Uh, and uh, I think if you haven't, at least when you were singing a song, used a, at least a slight yeah, you have a British to. accent, when you're doing it, then you, you're kind of doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's and the same. It's, it's the same way UK rappers do try to rap in an American accent, oh, and they it's should. And they should. <laughs> but now they're starting to, to kind of peel away from that, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm happy that they're doing okay. it in the UK style. I'm just, I, oh, I just yeah. for, forever. I would just like, I would hear it, and I would be like, I still can't listen to it. Yeah, you know. And then, and then, like halfway the through, they try to, they they try to like alter it into like an American style accent to try to like, you know. Yeah. But there is a certain cadence how, how English people sing, and there's a certain yeah. appropriation, which is just fine as an American. You're almost paying homage. You don't want to butcher anything. Right. It really right. is that their culture, and we're just kind of for sure. I think that's that's L's. It's still um, a difficult thing for me because being born in the states, like you just figure you're the center of the universe, right? And culture, and I thought I was. And this, and this is the way that you speak English, and yeah. it's the correct way. And then to give that up for something and really do it at the I highest level, that, dude, you get laid so it's much. An, it's more an act of being. It's an act of humbling oneself to speak with a British accent. That's like the most positive way that I've ever heard to like look at uh, the, imita- the imitative. Uh, singing aspect but I will say this and it is their culture and we are borrowing from them but for those of you musically interested one thing I've found when like studying a lot of the songs this Anderson Peck concert no no (laughs) (laughs) including the like You'll Never Walk Alone um, a lot of those songs are originally from Broadway, U.S. musicals. It's true. Hey. Like a ton of them. Yeah. Like a, a ton of them are like these really old American songs yeah. that were then appropriated by football clubs around the world. Yeah. Like there's probably like a whole era where that was like really, really happening a lot. And now when we <coughs> hear them, like we just assume that the origin must be like right. British and it must be like, might be a guy from Liverpool down the street who wrote that song. Yeah, it turned so out it was a Broadway musical. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. On that note, I think we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back here with Casey in a moment and uh, keep it righteous, y'all. We're back here, FCFC Pod, here with Casey, founder of the LA Gooners. Sexy voice is back. And uh, we wanted to just hear. Casey's favorite Carlos Vela Arsenal story right now. Right now. 3, 2, 1, let's wow. go. We love Carlos. <laughs> we, only a we love Carlos story. JK, I want to hear, there's not a lot of uh, Mexicans, who, Mexican internationals who make it over to England, yeah. first of all. Carlos was was kind of the the the, cent, the centerpiece for a golden Mexican generation for, for a second there, right? So I believe he was the second ever Mexican international to score in the Premier League. Incredible. 
Gonna in England first flight. Very impressive. Let's our guy. And if uh, you guys have watched the transfer wire like I do, like I'm sure, like any signing, you guys hype it up and you guys see it. What was the kind of expectation? What was the immediate reaction when when uh, Carlos came over? Zero. Yeah. Oh, Zero okay. expectation. Nobody been knew gone. of him. He'd, he'd, been, be, yeah. he'd been gone for how long? He'd been gone from Arsenal for a really long time. A really long time. So unless you're me, yeah, and my cousin Ben, who's also big Arsenal and big LAFC, we were psyched. Because it's just a good, it's a good omen to us. It's mm. like, oh, yes. So these when, two when things he, that I like. When Carlos arrived in Arsenal. And what, what That's what I thought. Oh, you remember when Carlos arrived in Arsenal? He was such a young he prospect was, that they're just sweeping up. Like I think a, in L.A., we were really excited because he was Mexican, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And so that, um, you know, media hit home. But he was virtually unknown. Gotcha. Uh, he was good-looking kid, yeah, yeah. fast, stylish, like really good to um, like monetize for LA's market. It was really, really cool to have him, but no, it was um, zero expectations for gotcha. this guy. We were we were excited when he even broke into the team, mm-hmm. um, and then unfortunately, it was a bit short lives. Right, right, right. He just couldn't he couldn't sustain it. So it was um, it was. But going back to when I found out that he was being signed by, um, is it signed in the MLS when he's the designated player? Pretty much. It was pretty rad. It was awesome. It was really cool being an Arsenal fan. And uh, I mean, I won't lie. uh, I definitely went out to see Carlos Vela uh, immediately. It wasn't so much LAFC. Uh, (laughs) Did he score? No, no, he didn't. But but it was it was great to see him. And um, I think he probably brings a lot of fans out initially. And did you? Which game did you? I mean, have you been to several LAFC games? I've been to two. Okay. Two wow. of them. Yeah. And they were both last year. Mm. And we lost both. Well, you're gonna have to come. You're gonna have to come well, back I mean, on this year. Well, that's right. Fairly, they lost both. Weren't yeah. You well, I mean, I could, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying I. I'm, I won't be. I can't be. I'm, He's I'm open. Not, I'm He's masochistic. open. No. If they go on a bit of a losing streak, <laughs> text me. Right, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you next before, season. Yeah. Hey, before we before we just like keep inundating with the with the Arsenal and the LAFC stuff, there's one thing I did want to talk about What's a little bit, a little bit of left field stuff. You guys know on this pod we like to we like to venture into unknown territory. We like to left know field. About. Dude, I want to talk dodgeball. Dodgeball. This is so random. From my perspective, it. from my perspective, like all these years of like, you know, I'm moving in and out of of the country. I'm like going to China. I'm going yeah. to Medellin. I'm coming back. I'm I'm, I'm catching up with Casey Let's now and again at nomadic. games. And like sometimes in between that, one time I'm like, what have you been up to? He's like, oh, dodgeball. <laughs> dodgeball. And I'm like, what is that? Can I got you, a lot of issues. Can you so, elaborate on like the dodgeball universe and like the capacity that you're involved in that uh, sport? You want to talk about this? Yeah. Um, we love to talk about this. Yeah, please. this is... Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah hit me, hit <laughs> podcast in. Dodgeball is uh, so stupid. It's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, it's super fun as you can imagine somebody with like a lot of aggression or somebody that has a nine to five or just dealing with life in general. You get to go put on some stupid clothes. Uh, some tights in my uh, personal experience. Yes. And you just, maybe you're a little athletic like I've been. Maybe I can throw a ball pretty decent. And you get to just light people up. <laughs> and it's perfectly okay. <laughs> and you don't always get along with people. And you can just hit them even harder. And it's accepted. Wow. Um, so that was a really douchey way to explain it. But That's incredible. No. Tru- truth be told, though, it's, it's, really, it's an outlet for a lot of weird, creative, artistic people that are pretty like-minded and yeah, they yeah. don't fit in into normal 
um, you know, whether Adult it's like, sports, they don't want to go to the gym, they're intimidated, they're horribly overweight, or they're super nerdy, or they're every single walk of life mm. comes. And because it's such a unique person that plays this game, you've got something in common with these people, and you're accepted, and yeah, you play yeah. on teams with people, and you travel, they become your family. Um, and just so many people have their, their social life mm. that uh-huh. evolves around this silly childhood game. Um, I can't say that's me per se, but I love that aspect about it. That's I've traveled awesome. all over the country. Yeah, won money, lost money. Yeah, yeah so like, cool. t- like talk about that part specifically. Like the like, there's levels to this. Like there's like the Absolutely. local rec league down the way yeah. that has like a, a softball team, but then there's like legit leagues. And for those of us who like mostly know dodgeball from like high school PE class or oh, the, the movie, movie Dodgeball. Sure. Like, it sort of like slips that. by the mind. So Yeah, there are these... Like how, well, how did you get involved? Like, how did you get, like, deeper in the game? Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking. I had, uh, I had uh, I think socially, I'd met a couple um, people, like, around Silver Lake, Echo Park. Again, like, really nerdy hipsters, like, this awesome gay dude. Um, we're drinking. He's like, hey, Casey, you used to play sports, right? And you're not a complete piece of shit. You should come play for my dodgeball team. And again, I said, no. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. <laughs> and then it took a few times. And, uh, you know, you go. And then you try it out. And it's not as intimidating as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's goofy. It's so fun. At least that's how I started. Yeah. It was just a silly little, it was kind of like a, <laughs> like in this day and age, like an influencer league. People played for band, or the people uh, that worked for like record labels, yeah. that was a team. And then maybe somebody was at like a marketing firm, that was a team. Um, like the guys from like Comedy Central had, it was, it was just, it was really, really fun. It was cool. a social experience. But like Dweezy was saying, there's these really competitive people, these big athletic, like college bound people that, <laughs> yeah. that want to turn it into like an actual Olympic right. sport or something. <laughs> and it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> they have uniforms and numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. and they try to like, and they travel and they travel they tra- and they, they go. do. And there's they tournaments. do. And there are tournaments and it's um, so serious. What is the, like, what's the number one like dodgeball league in America? Do we know? No. Or is there competing? <laughs> yeah, there's not like a big one yet. No way. Okay. okay. There, there's probably re- realistically, there's probably about maybe five, six thousand people globally that play this sport. So it's really small. Yeah, it's yeah. in its infantry. Infantry. Infancy. It's in its infantry. It's in its infantry. Well, dodgeball. Yeah. You throw things pretty hard. Um, <laughs> so it has potential. It's a cool sport for anybody that wants to do something socially. Yeah. yeah. Go to the bar <laughs> afterwards. Meet some people. Hook up with some people. Hey. Hey. Um, dodgeball. Why'd you ask me about that? <laughs> I'll say this my one of my biggest regrets in my Arsenal and football LA life was the fact that Casey was like like you should come out sometime and it might be in my imagination and like drunken haze early mornings at the Fox but I, I feel like I definitively remember like one time looking at a video either I looked it up or you showed me of like people playing dodgeball on trampolines. Oh, that's a thing. That's yeah. like part of it too, right? Like it's there's televised. this crazy, there's this crazy thing where you're like jumping. I, it, but it was like it was like uh, in the valley. This video was like taken in the valley, and you can like go be in a league that was in the valley, and you get to like jump on all these trampolines yeah. and like throw this ball, and it just seems so like like out of my realm of things that were possible, I guess. And I was like, I really want to do this. I'm going to do this. Hey, Casey, I'm going to come out and play dodgeball. And I just never did. It's all right. Uh, so I just wanted to know about it. And you're, but you're not, you're no longer playing or no longer. I think I just no get a little older, a little yeah. busy. It's fun. Like I'll go out every now. I think I played maybe like a month ago for, you know, the first time in a few months. It's, okay. it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, but yeah. me again, the downside, the downfall is me always, like I said, wanting to spearhead things and create more than what's uh, available. I tried to 
I tried to monetize it and take it somewhere else, and yeah. it failed miserably. <laughs> it was it's just meant to be fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I took it. it. It was not a good Casey out there. <laughs> Dark Casey. Was Dark that. Casey. It's yeah. It's I should stay away from Dodgers. So you were you were trying to travel, make this a traveling thing where you played other traveling dodgeball teams. You know what? I took it to the point. I knew I was good, but never great. So yeah. I I took it upon myself to um, like, I was so influenced by football. And like the the potential like ownership of a club or yeah, having yeah. like starting a franchise, if you will. So I, I really horribly was like, I'm gonna try to help this group of people that are the best in the in the business uh-huh. that won all these trampoline tournaments. I'm gonna <laughs> try to make them into like this <coughs> brand, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And it just is never meant to be that. <laughs> and so I put but way I too l- much time in it. But I it's fun, love yeah. that. Uh, and yeah. I loved like talking about it. In, in between uh, in between halves at the Fox and, and different matches and like part of the reason and one of the reasons I did bring it up uh, as much as you know it might be like seem out of the blue like one thing that I've enjoyed on this podcast is like talking to people who are who are really involved in football culture and like what you even have time for in other parts of your life and one thing I've noticed is that like people tend to also be like intense about other things mm-hmm. yeah. and like and what's been fun is like to hear those different things so Casey's got the football. Casey did the dodgeball thing for a little bit while, but and skateboarding. But like, were there other huge like cultural influences of your life, like up until now, or how about now? What are you What are you super into now? I mean, it, it really it still is football uh, more so, but other aspects. Supporting is one thing. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the LA Gunners. Uh, love Arsenal. But I love. We we talked about it a little earlier how this culture is really coming to fruition mm-hmm. with uh, with kids and with street culture mm-hmm. and the accessibility of football and how uh, there's a fashion aspect to yeah, it yeah. how it's how it's cool mm-hmm. it's not just for uh, like rich kids like traveling club teams it's for like urban kids yeah. i'd mentioned i just recently lived in atlanta for a while yeah. it, they're killing it and it's it's not like little tristan and kyle and these kids in the suburbs mm-hmm. it's like kids in the in the proper inner city that yeah, have yeah. nothing but they can play football yeah. like you want to play american sports like are you an nba are you seven feet tall oh you probably won't be that good mm-hmm. you want to play american football like are you a big kid mm-hmm. no oh you're, pro- you're probably not going to make it in that mm-hmm. you could play soccer yeah yeah it's super easy yeah. i love that so I'm, I'm trying to focus a lot of my football related passions into outreach and culture that's mm. awesome what's that look like in terms of outreach and culture like what, what are you what are you doing helping with uh, like philanthropic endeavors getting people awesome. kids uh, sports equipment LA Gooners were really big on raising funds yeah. donating our time etc um, just working with uh, small com- companies and, and working with brands to kind of um, make sure that everyone understands football as what it is now and not what the TV perceives it to be or, or our American conception of it or, or our perception of it, yeah, excuse yeah. me. So I'm really, really passionate about that right now. That's awesome, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys have any, like, events or anything that you guys, you have to plug or anything or any, like, of those small companies that you, you think, I mean, like, you deserve know, you guys, a look? For sure. Like, uh, you, you guys did a, a, a podcast just recently with Luis from Nikki's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That dude's doing amazing things. Yeah, yes. Really, really cool things. And his family are OGs. Dude, like, absolutely. Community so here. looking uh, to people like that in order to kind of inspire our endeavors, uh, I'm really excited about it. We have uh, people that serve on our board. Mm-hmm. That it, it's small, mm-hmm. um, you know. It's still in its uh, infancy. I'll mm-hmm. say it again. <laughs> but we're we're doing little projects and funds to help kids all over Los Angeles just with equipment, that's new incredible. and used. So, so that's a uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's 
what's dope is what that vision that the Gooners have is what like a lot of the thirty two fifty two have with yeah. all the different supporters groups and whatnot. We work with the the Breezy Foundation. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, we'd love to get the Gooners more involved in stuff Thank like that you, outside. We are of, you know. super happy. We're you know we're we're reaching out to um, other supporters clubs in Los Angeles. Weezy might, may not know, mm-hmm. not necessarily Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. We've got great relationships with the Liverpool fans, with the Chelsea fans. It's not so much about. You know that that club you love and respect. Well, it is. It's everything about that. Uh-huh. But it's uh, it's about bringing the community together. I think you guys are doing a great job too. By yeah, the way. man, and yeah. it's dope. Like you know, we're not involved in the other side sure. of the, the, the you know the Premier League, but it's football. Sport. But yeah, but it's dope to hear that you guys have that going. It's oh. not just waking up at four a.m. and to watch the matches together. No, I mean it was it was about that for a yeah. long time. But but it's, it evolves, and that's gotta, what's dope about. You got to take advantage of your platform a little bit. And yeah. Do some good. So I've, I've said this like a million times probably, or at least I've said it not on the podcast, but I always saw American support's best opportunity to be like the evolution of football supporter culture, to have been able to be privy to like all the things good and bad that su- supporter culture have has been manifested for a hundred something years yeah. and sort of like want to evolve it to be more community oriented mm-hmm. more city oriented more youth oriented to channel like the energy and the passion and the communities and the amount of people that come together and put it towards something useful rather than like breaking chairs in stadiums or whatever you know or what have you right yeah. like just because that's it's not even that it's it's just that it's boring and it's been done yeah, like absolutely. even on just on like the most basic scale, it bores me. Yeah. It's not interesting. There's also a void and a need uh, with the lack of like other sort of institutions stepping in and doing those things, and how sports really bring people together, and specifically this sport, which compared to other sports, I'd say like people who are active, like outside of the whistle of like a Lakers game, they don't generally, from my understanding, go out and do a bunch of charity events. Right? Like if yeah. you go watch the Lakers play and you go home, there may be one or two events in the year put on by the team, but um, football has always, and I think the United States inherits this, um, supporters of the Premier League, supporters of MLS, supporters of different types of football, inherit the tradition of being active after the whistle's over to, to have some other thing. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't that thing and those things be more and more like community and pointed community oriented like there's no rules that say it can't. It just hasn't really been done at yeah, scale yet. Absolutely. And the first time I was ever involved in like proper, like supporter charity and I wrote about this in my first ever article for LAFC I think um, about LAFC like when they were still out and I was you know talking Casey up about about it starting it was like the be a gunner be a runner event awesome yeah yeah like that was like one of the first ones and I was like wait a second we're like this group of people who go you know watch the game at this hour we're gonna go like run around to raise money for like kids like what is this this is so bizarre like in a good way right mm-hmm. like it was it was a like an inspiring inspiring experience and I did get to run in it so that was cool uh, you may have won it I may have won it yeah. oh humble, humble brag. That's a, no but that I was like was the first one flexing on, yeah. on the pod bro dude I am not a humble person <laughs> <laughs> I try to put it on I try to hide behind the stash I put the disguise on I just want to talk about myself guys <laughs> that's awesome. or Anderson Buck <laughs> or Anderson Buck um, that's dope because like I like even meeting some of the older supporters who've been around American football culture for a some while. Some of y'all old. Yeah, like even... That's a joke. Thank you, Matt. But like, Sal said one time during a meeting, he was just like, damn. Yeah, if there's, if there's kids out in the tailgate, like, I'm going to bring the pug goals and we're going to put them up and play. Like, that's... that's 
just immediate. That's that's the <clears throat> that's like the basic foundation of everything. And I, that mentality, I think, is it is foundational to to what we're trying to build here. Because <coughs> you're, you're right, there's no reason why a Laker fan can't invest in you know basketball clinics for the youth, but it just hasn't been. Why done Why didn't in the in the eighties, like when they were playing at the Forum, like Laker fans like helping to integrate and uplift like the community surrounding them because there was no why, internet why why did that why weren't there yeah, yeah maybe maybe, maybe we just didn't hear about it well maybe no there was no internet so the rich people didn't have any means to know how poor their poor people were and the poor people didn't know how poor they were compared to the rich people <laughs> but, I would, but I would that's also the biggest argue, thing with the internet to me but i would also argue that like the nature of sports fans differs i do think not not only but like yeah like soccer supporters football supporters it's different than than you know your run of the mill American sports fan because they don't have that tradition of being active super active outside the whistle couldn't agree more so you know yeah, maybe I, that there's a part of it there too and maybe that what would be really awesome is if is if that did start to happen with supporter groups here and it caught on like wildfire to those other sports yeah. and it didn't have to just be like the NFL's like boys and girls initiative like tv commercial once yeah, a year yeah, by like and like look at us shit. like yeah like we're doing great yeah, i mean community. shout out shout out people like sticks who's trying to you know spearhead stuff like that with you know the hated clippers yeah yeah <laughs> he's trying to get the clippers more yeah more man more. so but shout out sticks man he's really making moves on it's that. worthwhile yeah because it's like we're always gonna watch this shit anyway yeah like we're already gonna all do it why not like also do something positive yeah. something yeah, useful something there's something worthwhile. about in it when you said about like American supported culture and how we're at a unique position to really grow this thing but like it's this obsession that we have of growing this growing the game in this country and the immediate place we look to is the youth coming up because if they are you know witnesses to mainstream supported culture from a young age like of course you're going to carry that torch forward but maybe because the other sports have been established for so long and they have their own kind of rituals that you don't feel the necessity to do that but I think it's important for us to keep reminding ourselves that we do need to keep giving the youth as much equipment, as much fields, open fields as possible for us, for, for them to carry on what, what, you know, what we started, what we founded here. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is a rare opportunity, I think, if, like, you know, collectively American football fans can be, can be this way about it, like, to take, to take something that isn't theirs and, like, honor the traditions of those things and respect them and create their own thing, but also, like, Refine seek to it. elevate or yeah refine and do do something that maybe the rest of the world who's always had this game was a little bit blind on yeah. and didn't realize was possible or or have become desensitized or, to like again, the negativity it, w- it wasn't a necessity there they have had football forever like right. we have like you said you love spearheading stuff we get to spearhead growing the love of the, the game here yeah, the, the ceiling's really high yeah. in the States. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be really creative. You, yeah. can, you could fuck up and mess a couple things up, mm-hmm. and it's still so emerging that, you know... Just don't be like the NYCFC and have Proud Boys in your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Fine. Lesson number one. Rule number, rule number one. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. No, but we're just we're really um, privileged to have the opportunity to be in Los Angeles and to have so many... Uh, cultures and networks and so many different communities um, that are you guys have probably discussed it a lot of it is Latino based so it's yeah. got a, 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 we have the capacity to, to reach so many people mm-hmm. and we don't have to travel far it's yeah. just immediately in your backyard so it, it's it's really a privilege to help these people out it's awesome oh yeah I think even when Mo and um, Jimmy were on the pod Mo was talking about growing up and his dad was trying to get soccer in, in his backyard like, or, like at a baseball field and um, just was completely um, 
destroyed by the town who was like, we don't want you to mess up our baseball, you know, our grass with your cleats. Like, mm-hmm. So they planted like trees in the middle of the pitch or like the outfield so then they couldn't play soccer. So even even a generation ago, even in Los Angeles with heavy Latino sure. population, like that was just a generation ago. So like then when you talk, talk about ceiling and what we can do in growing this thing, like they really, there's nothing stopping us. No, because not at all. That was the recent history. So like even all those courts now with um, the dual purpose basketball hoop with the goal underneath like that is as American as it can come right and like mm-hmm. what we can kind of grow and, and piece together from there like that's it's it's a pretty pretty exciting time to be a part of it and we brought up Louis earlier but you know Louis he he all what he said on the podcast he's like LA is like the center of the football universe or can be mm-hmm. the center of the football yeah. universe just because of the Chris crisscross I mean Mbappe was just here taking a photo in front of I believe one of those signs that said no no soccer yeah, that's funny that's he like, right. took a photo in one that. of the parks right um, at like an event right and and so you do get like the crossover and like the worldwide optics on like what happens in this city and so I think it's exciting like people like Casey people like um, regardless of, of what league they follow or where, where what origin like that you sort of feel that same sense of like oh wait we could do something here we yeah. could do something like LA is cool right? LA has a lot of cachet people yeah. do want to know what we're doing mm-hmm. we're, it's whether it's you know certain trends like we're on the forefront of a lot of things yeah. and football happens to be progressing so rapidly right now and um, we're certainly not legitimizing it by any means but we're definitely giving it um, a certain level of, of, of coolness yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I love that I think there's, and I knew this prior just from understanding what we grew up on basketball and stuff like that, but the basketball and football connection, like European football and like mm-hmm. global football, is really interesting because all these, and we talk about this a lot, all the football players have their NBA players and NBA totally. teams that they follow. Absolutely. And so, and they, and regardless of what team you play in the NBA, you end up in LA for the summer because mm-hmm. everyone's doing events and like they got houses over here. So, because it's the best city in the world. Hey, fuck New York. Hey, hey, <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. I give you shout out to Nick. Hey, but also in like shout out to Atlanta where Slim and Casey have both spent time, like, like the hip hop being the little yeah. triangle between yeah. these two, this soccer and the basketball thing, yeah. and like how much of a role that played, and you know, it's a huge role in my life, but for, for that to be a I don't know a banner as well in this like conversation for me is super important did you notice like the hip the hip hop of course I was so into it I I had latched onto it super super fast did you go to the did you go to Atlanta United games or this is before they it's MLS (laughs) but you were there when they were there (laughs) Uh, truth be told yeah when I lived there uh they were not playing in the Mercedes they were playing at the Bobby Dodd which is like Ah, some yeah Yeah, it might as well be the Dignity Sports Center or whatever. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wasn't. In, I wasn't into it. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But Atlanta's building those um, parks. Oh, next to it's the, so yeah. Under- tell me about that. It's like next to uh, a train station or something like that, where people can just like pick up a quick game. Yeah. So there's like? so much money that's been um, donated by the city to straight up facilitate football pitches. Yeah. Nothing wow. other. Like we all know, basketball's huge there. Football's mm-hmm. yeah, football's a way of life. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. NFL, college football. Yeah. But so they have these sprawling communities in Atlanta. It's so massive, and their public transport is so legitimate. It's great. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Awesome. And so they have tons of free land that's covered by these amazing platforms and so they're building urban pitches all over and truth be told it's not for like the rich like white kids from the suburbs yeah. it's for everybody else That's and awesome. people are just migrating people are 
skateboarding to go play soccer. Yeah, People yeah. are riding in the metros. It's a young kid. It's just... It's, Shout out the Marta. Dude, the Marta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, they're, they're really... So, so like, friend. how you came back from, you know, London with an accent... I came back from Atlanta with an accent. Same here. <laughs> I appropriate everything I touch. Oh, I love man. It. Me too. There's, love oh, it. man, how y'all doing? <laughs> Bob, Bob was a little, a little couple shades darker than that. <laughs> All right. I got you. Yeah, no, mine is super corny. Hey, man. Yeah. No. Even in Atlanta, right, there's, I've been learning from my um, Atlanta friends who are out here, just like, there was just... There was this desire for football there for a long time, and like my friend was saying, like we would have to drive to Florida to mm-hmm. see football fo- to see soccer. But I hate Florida, so mm-hmm. I, I don't like going there. So when and they that's why like my friend Brooks is like he's been here for a while. But when Atlanta United came around, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude, I, I gotta support Atlanta United because like they've been waiting for something like that. And I love that the city's embracing mm-hmm. not only the club yeah. but the people around it. The fact like, that they cool. could. Pack out seventy thousand weekend when we go. Yeah, it's nuts. And dude. like the brand ambassadors that they've collected are yeah. not traditional or typical by any means. Yeah. The whole city is really adapting. The What's culture. up, Waka? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waka out here. Yeah, respect, man. Respect to Atlanta United, uh, guys. Let's take one more quick break and get yep. back with Casey here at the end of the pod. Tea time. We are back on the FCFC pod. We got Casey. We got the tea out. You we know what it tea. is. Tea it's time. tea time with Dweez. We tea got a little uh, local green tea here from the same Hangzhou region where I get my long jean. Hey. Oh, same lady jeans. that deals me. Hey, same lady that slings me that Phoenix Oolong that you guys hear so much about. Sweet She's also got really tea. good fresh green teas. Go out to Alhambra. Check it out. Tea Habitat. She, does, she doesn't even know about this podcast, so this isn't a sponsorship. It's just what I fuck with super hard. Uh, Casey, man. Hey, guys. <laughs> I am doing something. I'm doing something in two weeks. By the time this pod comes out in Keep one week it. that I never thought I'd do. I'm going to go to Carson twice in one week. The worst. And those wonderful uh, LAFC Universe gooners that are part of this are probably going to do this as well. The new stadium is called what? Josh, anyone? Does anyone know? Dignity Health. Dignity Health is hosting mm-hmm. Arsenal for the second time in their oh, Los Angeles visiting right. history. The biannual pilgrimage to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It is on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. And then actually LAFC play the Galaxy at the same stadium on Friday, two Damn. days later. So I'm going to have to go down there twice. Damn. And I'll be honest, man. Let's hear it. I was like looking at the tickets and I'm like, shit, 120 bucks. For what? Which one? To go see the to, to see me? to see the 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 oh. Arsenal man. Oh yeah, yeah. hundred twenty bucks to go see the Arsenal, and I was yeah. like, hey, hey I don't remember fourth. how much I paid like a couple years ago, but it was probably like sixty bucks, I want to say. And I was like, one hundred twenty. I was like, damn. Are they trying to fund your transfers? Watching watching on? a team That's and right. following a team on TV is getting really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but like, I'm psyched. I'm I'm still sitting here, however many years into the LAFC universe, and and my background on my phone is still my my photo of the Emirates when I went for the first time in 2006. I still can't stay away from Arsenal. They can keep doing me wrong and they do me different ways, but it's like a bad lover, dude. Yeah. But let's talk about what's going on that week because I think it 
I, I know that there are people, not everybody, but there are people in the LAFC universe who, who are going to love to hear about uh, all the cool shit going on while Arsenal is in LA. Thank you. That was, uh, yeah, you're absolutely 100% spot on. Arsenal are coming back to Los Angeles to play Bayern Munich. Ooh. The match itself is going to be on Wednesday, I believe the 17th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Tickets are expensive. Dweezy, it's good to know a guy. We got you covered. No prob. Hey. Hey. Um, but more importantly, the four main branches of uh, Arsenal supportership, if you will, in Southern California, we're coming together like Voltron. Hey. And we're, uh, we're throwing this event for Arsenal fans from all over the world, whether you're SoCal-based, maybe you're UK-based, maybe you're domestic in the States. Mm -hmm. We're going to have this really massive event on Sunday the 14th. It's going to be held at the Underground Pub in Hermosa, so bring your board shorts, hydrate. Go ahead, you have a question. No, 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 isn't that, that's the, that George Best started that bar. George Best. When he played for the Aztecs and then he stayed in LA afterwards, Uh he ended up starting this bar. That used to not be called underground, or was it always nah, called? It was it? not called underground. It was called, it was called, something, called else. something else, like besties. Yeah, probably something. something <laughs> but he, uh, um, yeah, yeah he, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So those Georgie Best Bar, it's a big venue. It's big. It's two massive rooms. We have uh, some really good companies on board to help out. We've got raffles. We have uh, a bit of beach footy that's going to be really fun. We got mm. food and beverage specials. We're doing a pub quiz. Uh, more importantly, the very very fun and informative Ars blog of Ars. Arsenal podcast fame. Y'all know about Arsenal United fans? Uh, so nope. you're equivalent. They know about Arsenal fan TV. Do you do? Yeah, well, they'll be out there too. Um, but anyway, oh, really? so yeah, nice. the, the, arguably the, the biggest provider of um, Arsenal related media, bigger than TV. Well, uh, we'll be doing a live pod, and uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't come for free. Unfortunately, we've got to fund this endeavor. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's like very, ten bucks, right? very reasonably priced. Ten bucks. Uh, you get a raffle ticket with that. You get this live entertainment. You go play some beach football. You sing songs. It's going to be really, really good. That go, sounds amazing. Thank you. It will be. You're absolutely right. Go to arsenalinla.com to purchase your admission tickets. And also our uh, our buddy Jason Karao. Jason Ko, Korean Jason Ko. Hey. Uh, he designed this really excellent T-shirt that's helping us to subsidize our costs and you can get that t-shirt on arsenalinla.com pew, 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 yeah pew. real quick real quick so we're yeah. doing it with uh in uh it, it, with help from arsenal america which is kind of our, our parent um you know the umbrella the umbrella it involves um of course <coughs> la gooners here in los angeles uh, it involves arsenal la which is another supporters club bunch of great guys we're doing it with the oc gooners in orange county and then we've got the beach city gooners out of Long Beach so again wow. it's it's been a really cool collaborative effort yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, at sometimes a pain in the butt but it's absolutely worth everything and uh, thank you for letting me plug that guys dude yeah. come on Yo. out and check that shit out Dweez is gonna be there hey grappling with existential questions and seeing if I can get Arsenal Fan TV on the pod <laughs> pod in the wild with Robbie yeah that now, would be dope um I yeah no it's gonna be it's gonna be fun I really enjoyed the last time they came they played Chivas Guadalajara last time yeah, if I remember right wow. um and it, but it was like on a weekend last time it was so this one's gonna of, be a, oh, an interesting little midweek night you know I, I forgot game. to mention we've got an epic ta- uh, tailgate that's gonna happen before the match Sick. so that's fully sponsored come on get some beers some food uh, we'll get uh, entrance to the match before it starts it's gonna be a really fun yeah, I couple wanna of be days. there I'm not even <laughs> yeah you like beer. I do love beer. All right. Yeah, 
this is a new era, man. You're turning over a new leaf. You can go to other types of teams' events. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, LA is also black and gold, and it's all these other colors. Yeah. Can I wear my LFC hat? Yeah, of course. Okay. Dude, I'm, I'm going to wear my LAFC hat. You can People wear that gotta, Jesus smock. You yeah. can wear yeah. LAFC hat. People got to know what time it is. Exact vibe that I, go I hope you do. I just consistent. can't believe it. I, I didn't realize that until today. I was like, oh my God. It's the same week as the game in in, uh, in Carson. So it's going to be so much Carson that week oh, for me. Man, <laughs> Too I much Carson. <laughs> Such a um, miserable place. Uh, but yeah, that, that's going to be exciting. Man, to wrap it up on the pod, like... This is the segment where it's sort of like anything goes. We we talk about whatever we we feel the fancy for. We drink this tea. It's great we, tea, by the way. It's not bad, right? It's excellent tea. Incredible. I don't fuck around with my tea. I fuck around with a lot of things. But when it comes to Dwee's cultural appropriation, I do like to culturally appropriate the best teas of the world. And hey, better me than someone else, yeah, right? Correct. Better me than somebody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too reckless with it. Um, yeah, man. The, the, the people in uh, our comment section and whatever... They're always bringing up the tea time, bro. You know what's funny is people started cracking jokes to me a lot of times where I'm where I'm out like at the at the I was at the expo and Tiger's watch party and yeah. they were like I was drinking a beer and like man shouldn't that be tea I was like ah I've <laughs> never seen in my life you're like hey man shouldn't that be a little bit of tea in there I was like you know what it should be and if there were great tea available all the time I probably don't know how much I'd drink but there's not <laughs> so you see me drinking so last year there was a kind of a crazy occurrence here in Southern California, which sometimes happens, and sometimes people get a whole bunch of shit burned up, and it yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, that happens. One thing that happened last year is, like, Casey has put in so much work to do the to do the Gooners and provided a space for me and so many people to meet new people, provided a space for my mom, for my brother, my cousin, you know, for, for us to have our sort of weekly little church sessions in there before LAFC came along and before I got to get involved more in that, and, um, but my my boy right here, he like, yeah, the the fire came through and like. Long story short, I was living it up in Malibu where I belong. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very upmarket. I'm very posh. Um, no, not at all. I, I did move to Malibu on a whim because uh, you know the opportunity presented itself. Mm. And uh, what was you know, her name? What was my Malibu <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah, Chip Chip Dugenhart. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm living in Malibu. It's beautiful. It's picturesque. Living in the canyon. The ocean waves are, you can see them from my window. Everything's great. And then uh, Mother Nature stepped in, was like, you can't have anything nice, Casey. You don't deserve it. So yeah, I, uh, my house got burnt to a crisp. I lost everything. No big deal. That shit happens to the people. In fact, you know, people have lived there and built their houses and curated this life and raised kids and those you know I really feel bad for those people yeah. I lost some uh, some skateboard decks and uh, a couple Arsenal shirts and um, yeah maybe a TV no big deal but I think what, uh, what, what Dweezy was alluding to was the support from the football culture mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me didn't ask for it would never ask for it a friend started a GoFundMe people do that stuff mm-hmm. and uh, it was ridiculous the amount of support that came in from the football community in Los Angeles people I have no idea to this day I don't know who they are I tried to to reply and thank everyone but they gave so much support whether it was financially well wishes text message from tons of people again don't know how they got my number but thank you for that love and support (laughs) 
uh, it was ridiculous how, how we how they rallied mm-hmm. yeah. and just going back to what we've been talking about it really is it's a we're a bunch of weirdos it's, it's a sub group it's a subculture yeah. people really take care of their own and, uh, I'm I'm full full recipient of that love, dude. And I know, and it was like a marvel for me. And I know it was a hard time for you, but it was a marvel for me because I also didn't know that it even happened until I got like a notification on something, an email or a, a Facebook thing, and I saw that happen, and I was like, damn, like you know, because I had my hands full with like running around doing LAFC stuff. I hadn't even been at the Gooners for a while, and I hadn't seen Casey. And for me, like it was like the ultimate contextual moment of like, wait, this like weird thing of like going and watching games it's also this really vibrant alive community it's great and it's and it's it's there it's there for you like in in different times and like it even though like you put in all that work and and all this stuff like i don't know for me that was like a really magical moment and like i wanted to like shout out all the all the people who made that happen and just just it was another reminder of the power of this sport the power of like what community can do when done right and i just thought it was really cool man and all the good about our community came out in that yeah. time. It made it, it, it. Everyone helped make that situation so much more tolerable and easy. And truth be told, I can laugh and, and, and share about this. It wasn't that bad because I had so much help from people. Yeah, man. Done deal. Just, and, and I mean, we've seen it with the LA, with the LAFC community too. And it's just for me, it's like you know, results come and go. Like things things happen. You lose players, sign players. You lose. You get bantered at. You banter back. Um, you know, like the ball keeps on spinning, the world keeps on going, but like it's it's really cool like the amount of rad people I've I've got to meet through this and continue to get to meet through this sport. You being one of them and thanks for fucking coming on and like Thank you guys yeah, sharing man, with yeah. us and hope that uh all all my black and gold gooners out there and hey. the people who are even just loving some good soccer times come on out and check check out the events because it's going to be fun. Yeah, or if sir. you fuck with T, you know? Yeah. Or you fuck with T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Anderson Park. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're into. Or fireworks. Hey. And on that note, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. Appreciate y'all listening in. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Oh. FCFC. 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 FSA, FSA, FCFC, FSA, 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 FSA